0: Ask the Podcast Coach for August 6, 2022. Let's get ready to
1: podcast.
0: There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of And joining me right over there, because Jim is on special assignment, the one and only David Hooper from bigpodcast.com. Dave, how's it going, buddy?
1: I'm glad to be here from the Nashville Bureau.
0: <laughs> and of course, author of the book, 101 Podcast Episode Templates. You can find that at bigpodcast.com or just go over to, that's right, Dave, you are so cool now. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash hooper, that what? will, yeah, that'll take uh, you right over to Dave's Amazon page and you can see all of his fun-filled books over there. So Dave, thanks for filling in today. We appreciate it. Glad and The way this works, of course, is we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and you can watch and ask questions there. You can also go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you will jump right into the video. Now, you don't have to have your camera on. I realize it's 1030 on a Saturday morning. Not everybody's beautiful at 1030 on a Saturday morning. So if you want to come in and ask the question live with, you know, so we can have a conversation you can do that and turn off your camera. But before we get Just rolling,
1: shake yourself off like a wet dog <laughs> and get on here.
0: But what we do want to do is say thank you to our good buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If uh, you need a lead magnet, if you need artwork, if you need a new logo, if you need a website, I'm running out of it anything else that looks really, really good. Then you got to go talk to Mark. Here's the beautiful thing about Mark. As opposed to, let's say, some guy on Fiverr Uh, Mark is going to go listen to your podcast. He's going to go look at your website, and he's going to have a meeting with you to figure out exactly what kind of vibe you want for your podcast. And then he's going to go design it. The beautiful thing is not only is Mark a great graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So in a nutshell, he gets it. And then, Dave, bonus. You ready for the bonus? I'm ready. He's Canadian. That's right. So that means Mark is going to be polite. uh, Super nice. Yeah, super nice. And you'll have a great time designing whatever it is you need again if you need a full website if you need a artwork for your podcast lead magnet anything like that mark can design it find him over at podcastbranding.co
1: get together with some poutine pierogies <laughs> he'll get you set up
0: and we like to thank dan over at based on a true story podcast if you've ever seen one of those movies that starts off with Based on you know the black screen white letters based on a true story, and then you go I wonder how much of this is actually like based could be like two percent or it could be ninety eight percent. Well, <laughs>
1: guy named Dave in the story
0: <laughs> exactly, and so Dan goes over and often we'll talk to somebody who worked on the movie and you find out exactly how much of this was based and how much of this was well fiction. Check him out based on a true story podcast com, and hey, just one more quick since he's here. Again, check out Dave Hooper over at bigpodcast.com, 101 podcast episode templates. This is his latest book. You can find that at askthepodcastcoach.com slash Hooper if you have a question. Let me go over and look at the uh, chat room and see how everybody is doing. And the uh, the big question this morning, and I went over and looked at this article, and you know what we're going to talk about. It's everybody's favorite topic, and that is, of course, according to articles, they're saying people are making Fifty thousand dollars, basically getting paid to have people on your your
1: podcast. And Dave, what's your based on a true story? <laughs> that, that article. We've never met these people, but
0: well, I know one of them. I know Travis. I know the guy behind Guestio. Uh, yeah, and he's a good guy. And he, it's it's weird because I have always been a guy. Like I, there's a difference between being poor. And being broke. And I have been like both. I remember vividly being at my job and thinking, do I buy a Mountain Dew for the ride home? Because I love my Mountain Dew. Oh,
1: gosh. Or. or, Spoken like a Tennessean.
0: Yeah. Or (laughs) do I get gas for the ride home?
1: And it was like, hmm.
0: So that's that's when you're broke. And so I, I get that. And my biggest worry has been if you start charging people, for being a guest. And you're like, wow, we got an extra 300 bucks. This is awesome. And then all of a sudden little Nancy needs new braces and the car breaks down and all of a sudden that extra 300 bucks is not extra. And so now you will take anybody who will give you 300 bucks to be on your show.
1: Well, and and once they give you that money, there's the whole joke of uh, you've shown us who you are. Now we're just negotiating a price. (laughs) It's very difficult. I have all the time people show up and they don't come correct as we say they don't show up with a the mic they mm-hmm. don't show up from a quiet place and this is after with the broadcast show we've got an audio check with the engineer and they'll just show up oh hey man yeah i just figured i'd call him a 10 of string because uh you know i just don't feel like plugging in my mic yeah we let them go but if they're paying that's a little little bit of a different thing right you'd have to have that organized because if it's fifty thousand dollars let's say let's say just in a based on a true story world well, do you want to give that money back or are you just going to put up with it? Because you'll put up with a little more for fifty grand. Um, c- can we talk about Guestio for a second? Yeah. Just to show, you tell me if I'm wrong on this. I-, I saw an ad for Guestio. I'd never heard of it before. And I clicked on it. I said, okay, this is interesting. You, before you can, well, so it works two ways. It's a marketplace, So you can charge for appearances, and there are a lot of people there that are, I don't know, $150, $250 for an appearance on a podcast, which, look, I understand. Uh, But it also, if you want to submit, you can pay them, I think, $97 a month, or there's a free version now, the last time I checked, and you can submit to podcasts to be a guest. And for example, let's say, Dave, you're on there. You can either, I think, take submissions for free or $5 up to $50,000, So there are a lot of people there that are just $5. And to me, that's not necessarily a bad thing because I like to know that people are serious about being on my podcast. They've done research. But what I really thought was interesting, and I've never submitted via guestio, they have an opportunity for you to either leave a video message or an audio message right there in the pitch, which I love that. Because if you're good on the mic, hey, David. David Hooper here in Nashville, Tennessee. Listen, I love the School of Podcasting. I love what you're doing. And, you know, you can boost yourself up for, what, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and then give them the the files. And we and we talked about, like, the, the asset pages last time I was here with something like Brandy. A brandy. Yeah. You know, you could just have all your stuff there with the link, and you can make it really easy for the guest and for the host. So I like the concept of Guestio, and I actually thought it would be really interesting to go on there and just book a lot of these. I've seen similar services. And and to me, Guestio, again, haven't used it. But what I have used, I I haven't used it all the way. Uh, It seemed like it was really nice. I I like the way they were doing the pitch.
0: Yeah, it says for free, you can find and and book guests, you can connect via messaging, you can access the guest press kit, you can track bookings in one unified place. Uh, I think it actually ties to your calendar if you wanted to and up to five bookings a month. And then for 97 bucks, you get all that personalized and optimized profile, audio and video guests, which is what you were just talking about, unlimited smart list and unlimited bookings where you can only have five on the free plan. I think this is interesting. Search analytics for shows. Hmm. That's interesting. And a whole. Yeah, I guess feature. you.
1: a lot of times these things will have it where you, uh, I guess, connected to Libsyn or whatever your hosting company is, at least the advertising marketplace as well. And they can yeah. have verified analytics, which which i thought was really interesting and i understand that like you want somebody to hear your interview if you're going to go to that trouble but at the same time it's kind of like eh, you know it's like it, it it's like you know i'm not going to take you to prom cuz uh, cuz you're not hot you know it's like that kind of <laughs> high school thing either you're out there spreading a message and you're evangelizing or or you're not right so oh. um
0: Andrea says, I've learned from Dave and David that the guest needs to add value to my audience. Otherwise, it's not useful. Yeah, that's a big old waste of time as well.
1: About $50,000 of value, Andrea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The thing I thought was interesting is uh, Travis has raised more than a million to build the marketplace devoted entirely to brokering paid guest appearances.
1: And it shows because compared to the other marketplaces, to me, it was – Again, hadn't, hadn't gone all the way through with it. That's a disclaimer. But it, to yeah. me, it was very well organized. The user inter- interface was very nice.
0: Yeah, he says, I was starting to realize that this podcaster is working their ass off to build their audience. And then this agency makes money because they charge the client for the mm. booking. He goes, the only person who doesn't make money is the person who took the time to build the audience in the yeah, first dude, place.
1: So let me, let me throw you in there. Let me, let me bring some entertainment stuff though. Okay. Because if if we look at it from a musician standpoint, from a comic standpoint, those guys are the last to get paid. Yeah, That is how it is traditionally. You've got management, you've got booking agents. Those guys are taking money off the top and you're building something as, as a host. And if you can get it going, then you're the one who's got something really great and it's going to last. So I, I've seen podcasters talk about that. I was in a, you and I were on a, a session, a networking event or something, Dave, a couple of weeks ago. And I yeah. remember I ran to a guy in a small room. He said, well, I just didn't think it was fair. All these guys making money and I wasn't making money. I was like, dude, you've got to have something to offer before you make money. And I think that these booking agents, say what you will about them. But they're actually going out and they're getting rejected. They're doing all the hard work to get you on a podcast. That's worth money to me. Yeah, you can, make, you can find a way to make money otherwise. Not just necessarily charging the guests. I want to have good guests, and that's how you get to that level of having a good podcast is having good guests, not the guests that necessarily have the money. And that's where I think that people it's just very short-sighted.
0: Yeah, well, that's my whole thing. Is okay, so now I've got somebody here that you know I got uh, Manny Pacquiao. It says in this article who charges fifteen thousand dollars for an appearance, and uh, you know, he's so boxer, I ha- right. Yeah, he's a boxer, so I have him on my show. He's a big name, right? But he doesn't know a thing about podcasts. So, in well, all the
1: concussions, man, can he actually communicate right. yes. clearly? Is he like a Herschel Walker?
0: <laughs> I have the brains of an ass
1: cube. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, hey, I went there, but it, <laughs> is he a speaker? If it's Muhammad Ali, that's one thing. But, right. You know, some of these guys are just not good communicators. They're good at giving people concussions.
0: That's it. And so, consequently, my audience doesn't get any value from Manny Pacquiao. And then next week, I paid another $10,000 for whoever. And then I had another five thousand for so. And if I'm not bring- bringing value, then I lose my audience. And if I don't have an audience, then nobody's going to pay me to get in front of nobody. So that's where I see it. It could be a a really negative spiral if you're just doing this for money, and and you'll just let anybody in the chair as long as they got their you know three thousand five hundred dollars. They say the top earning show is Entrepreneur on Fire, a daily program that highlights various businesses. Says he mostly receives guest inquiries through his website and currently charges $3,500 for an appearance. Now that's kind of a different story because John was trying to like, he had so many people that that's a, the law of supply and demand because John was so popular that everybody and their brother was, think about this. I mean, I get the whole like, hello, I love your show. I think it's great here. Let me introduce you to somebody who, you know, whatever. Uh, and it, it doesn't fit. What I hate is three days later. Oh, in case you didn't get my first message. Oh yeah. I'm going to pitch you that same person that you ignored. And I always just want to go, you know, some people can get the hint. Um, so I can only,
1: well, well, that's the thing about booking. That's why it's a tough job. And I think those guys just have it on a, an auto responder and it cuts the auto responder off if you reply, but yeah, they'll get, you know, four or five messages to you. Larry David, just checking around.
0: Yeah, uh, Larry says JLD is also an investor. Yeah, Travis. um,
1: Of of what? Of of Guestio?
0: Of Guestio, yeah.
1: See, that needs to be disclosed. And that is the whole issue that people have with this kind of thing. If it's just advertising, you can do what we call payola in, in radio. This spin, whatever, this song brought to you by Atlantic Records, they will do that now, but it has to be disclosed. And you know, good on John for doing really well. But I don't know anybody who's ever actually paid him money to be on there. There's something that rubs me the wrong way about that. I, thanks for letting us know he's an investor. That why, what what was it? Bloomberg? Yeah, is this is legitimate. Bloomberg. did yeah. they not? Did they not? Did they not even mention that in the article?
0: Uh I haven't read the whole thing. i have just actually read it. This so I there was another version of this on Slashdot or something. It was like somebody Slashdot. quoted Slashdot. And they had – and I was like, where's the original one? So I just found this. But uh, uh, yeah. Travis uh, Chapel says has paid out more than $300,000 to podcasters and guests in just the past six months. Four podcasters on the platform have made more than $20,000 from appearance fees, including one who took in $50,000. Now, my question is that for one appearance or for a ton – Anyway, although Chapel isn't yeah. hasn't set a standard price, he suggests podcasters charge 100 to $150 per thousand listeners of their program. And then there's a thing about John Lee again. Yeah, for
1: what? Advertisement or for, for a full? For a guest. So interview. if you want to come on no, my no, show.
0: No. So Dave, you owe me 150 bucks, buddy. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I mean, people, are, they're not thinking long term. No. And I think as far as like actually building an audience, actually building a career as a broadcaster, if you went to a legitimate broadcasting company, let's say Sirius, XM, iHeart, they have their own ways of doing payola. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. People are making money. But this is one of those things that is completely ridiculous. That um, I mean, technically it's it's for my broadcast show for music business radio the show is completely separate editorial from advertising. I'm not going to say the advertising doesn't help get somebody on. If somebody is working with an advertising salesman and he comes to me and goes, Hey, you know, I think this would be a good show. I'm going to listen to him because I trust his judgment. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily mean the show is going to air and I can 100% pull the plug on something. I mean, we, we pull the plug on things for a lot, And Dave, I know you do too, because we value the credibility of our show. Now, there are some people that are just going to whore their shows out, maybe is the technical term of it. (laughs) That's fine. I think if you want money, if you're just a short-term guy, if you want to do churn and burn. But I think that a lot of guys, I think they take their podcast very seriously, and it's an art to them. It's not just a churn and burn thing where it's like, oh, John's got a podcast now. It's not like that. It's When I say John, I shouldn't use that example. I'm not talking about John Lee Dumas. I'm saying just a common name. Ralph has a podcast (laughs) now. (laughs) But, you know, Ralph also has a book now that he had ghostwritten. And Ralph wants to, you know, it's like some people just want to be famous and some people just want to make money. And this is a a quick way to do it. But long-term careers are not built this way.
0: Well, speaking of John Lee Dumas, he said – Once people started paying him, he goes, they showed up on time. They delivered massive value. They had great giveaways and calls to action. But John did Did something. But here's the thing. It says John includes disclosures regarding sponsor payments at the end of the episode saying today's value bomb content was brought to you by so-and-so. He doesn't always charge a fee for some guests such as business coach Tony Robbins. Um, Dumas instead – this is like music industry stuff. Dumas instead takes a commission off any product sold through his affiliate link. In June, according to uh, John Lee Dumas's public monthly income report, he raked in one hundred and forty six thousand four hundred and eighteen dollars in sponsorship revenue. he estimated twenty to thirty percent of that came from guest fees um, well,
1: that's common, and FTC I'm sure would, would want to know about that because they crack down on it, but it's like you said with the the uh, school of dotcom slash hooper that's an affiliate link
0: yes, it is
1: and that's pretty common but not a, a huge deal, I think. But yeah, there's technically, you're supposed to let people know about that.
0: And and, uh, somebody told me in the chat room, I forget who it was, that I need to scroll down to the bottom and read the the Michael Bostick, who's the CEO of Dear Media, which is an Austin-based podcasting company that primarily caters to female listeners, believes in the value of paid appearances uh, for the skinny, confidential Him and Her podcast, a popular lifestyle show. He co-hosts with his wife, Lauren Ev- Evarts Bostic. Okay, uh, the company charges twenty thousand dollars to forty thousand dollars per, per interview, or whatever it costs to buy out their ad inventory. The show says he reaches two hundred. Well, there's a different story. He reaches two hundred fifty thousand to three hundred and fifty thousand per listener. Yeah, well, that's a different story.
1: When you're getting, well, they're, they're charging them to buy out ad, ad inventory. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that's kind of the. Uh, that's the slick way of doing it, maybe. Yeah.
0: He says he doesn't accept just any guest. But yeah, it's here's what makes me worried about this kind of article is when people hear other people making serious bank allegedly. They, allegedly. Thank you. Um, they literally like foam at the mouth. I saw a guy yesterday in a Reddit was like, All right, I'm ready to monetize. And it was just like <laughs> like he had a, a timer a on his watch or something. Yeah, it's right. like, hey, I've been doing this a while. I'm ready to yeah. make money. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, like, let's talk download numbers. Like, where are you at? And there, it doesn't work. I just pressed
1: publish, Dave. There are no download numbers. There. Yeah. And just put it up on Anchor.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other one. I had somebody I saw in, I think it was Facebook, and they were like, man, Podbean, their prices. And I'm like, don't they have a $9 a month plan? I'm like, are we complaining about $9 a month because they were going to go to Anchor? And I was like, and again, what were they trying to do? Make money, well, and I, I guess yeah. my, my whole thing is it's really step one. Here, here we go. It's on the board, kids. Plan, start, grow. This is the this is the phrase we're 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 skipping There's this step. Four
1: things before monetize.
0: Yeah, plan, start, grow, then monetize. And it seems like it's plan, monetize, like or maybe start.
1: <laughs> Here's the big issue that I see is that people overestimate. The value that they bring. Yeah. Value bomb, you can call it anything you want to, but it doesn't mean that it's value. If I say my dog has four legs, but we're going to call the tail a leg, how many legs does it have? Still has four legs. And what actual value is. The reality, I saw somebody talking about this article and, and she said, well, man, I, I think it's a bargain for, for Entrepreneur on Fire. Every time we're on there, we do $50,000. Well, hell, go on there again. Go on there because I, most people aren't, aren't going to be able to to do that. It just, it just sounds, I was skeptical of that. So you're making 10 times the money, 12 times the money every time you're on there. What are you doing? To That's what I want to know. It's not really anything about John. I mean, you must have some kind of value bomb that you're dropping that it's 10 times the money that you're investing this is almost the kind of thing and i like i don't mind talking about it here but it's so amateur to be thinking like i'm going to charge guests and i'm worth fifty thousand dollars i'm worth ten thousand dollars or just because i showed up and i paid money for Squadcast and i bought a sm58 for a hundred dollars that you owe me money this is one of those things that a uh, uh, A real entrepreneur and a real podcaster, somebody who's really in the game for a long time, is not going to be doing it like this. Yeah. It's an opinion, you know? Uh, Well, Bill says- Bill's got something.
0: There's a huge difference between an affiliate link and basically churning out a 30 to 90 minute infomercial, which kind of, you know, in some of those cases, that's another worry is, you know, if that guy's or girl is paying you, you know, thousands of dollars- They might have some input or expect some input on the questions and what we're going to cover and make sure I get to mention that I'm on a boat. Um, Does that that
1: happen with you, Dave? Do people send you talking point? Here's what I want to cover. No. Do you have that?
0: No. I usually
1: have it happen all all the time. I've had publicists sit in the room with me Mm. and try to change the interview as it's happening. Wow. And to them I say, boop, Tennessee salute. This is my show. Yeah, I interview you how I want to, and I ask the questions that I want to, and I'll talk about the topics that I want to.
0: Now, I did something in my last interview. I was interviewing uh, Steve Stewart and Mark Deal from the Podcast Editor Academy, and we kind of went through all the questions I had. And I don't normally ask this, but I said, hey, this is at a point, whatever. I said, is there anything else I should know that we should talk about? And Mark looked at Steve and said, should we mention the thing that we're going to close it and open it back up? And they're like, yeah, that's not bad. I said, okay. So I then, you know, threw up a softball question and they mentioned that. So that's about as close as I get to like what talking point. I just want to make sure I don't, you know, um, I remember once I saw a guy interview Min Young Fogarty, who's better known as Grammar Girl. Grammar Girl, yeah. And he never mentioned that she was on Oprah. And maybe he was trying to do a different interview because everybody talks about the fact that she was on Oprah. So that could be very much the, what he was going for there. But I just thought it was interesting that she was the first and and maybe the only podcaster to be on Oprah. And it's a cool story, but like I said, he might have just been going like I don't want to do the typical Mingon Fogarty interview. Or
1: maybe she was that like ah Yeah, yeah. I don't Oprah want to talk yet. about that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Please don't make me sing Freeberg. Yeah, exactly. I get that Well,
1: I, I think that that's a thing. I think when you get into somebody who's doing a press junket, it's like you really are trying to do something different than everybody right. else has done, and you're trying to keep them engaged. I always feel bad when I interview somebody. I have to balance this if it's a musician who's had a 40, 50-year career, and you want to talk about the hits from the 70s, but they are, they want to talk about what they're doing now. And this is really weird. I'll, I'm not yeah. going to mention the name, but I, I interviewed a guy this week. If you go to his band on, on Spotify, it's 7.6 million listeners per month. If you go to the solo record that he's promoting, fifteen hundred listeners. Mm. You're like what? How's that? Do people just not know about it? Probably, right. but it's kind of weird. That would say to me, like when I'm interviewing him, I've got to talk about the popular stuff if I want people to listen. Speaking of people listen, you've got to have something of value to them. And they want to hear about the hits. Hmm. He got that, but you've got to you've got to balance this stuff out. Now I think that's the thing is nobody really here is talking about the listeners. They're talking about themselves. I'm not making money. Therefore, I need to make money. I'm going to charge you for this thing. And then the guest is talking about, I want to get an ROI, but what about people listening? Because it doesn't happen without them. And that is a huge mistake to not think about the end listener because they're the ones who put you on the map in the first place. And they're the ones who can make you real money.
0: Absolutely. Here's a quote. It says, this could pose a problem in the future. A Federal Trade Commission spokesperson said, that there's a deception whenever consumers are misled about the nature of advertising and promotional messages regardless of the media format, meaning that might be podcasting. The regulator didn't say if it would crack down on podcasters who improperly disclose paying guests, but the message could serve as a warning to host. So if you are doing this, you might be, you know, you want to make sure to disclose, which is why every time you watch the Sham Wow commercial, <laughs> right. It's, it starts off with the following is a paid announcement or something like that. Or if you're listening to the Dr. Nick show on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on Sunday a.m. radio, the following is a paid promotion. You know, it's like, hey, this is a commercial. It sounds like the radio, right. but it's a commercial. And it's like that's right. What, so you a- got it
1: paid, paid airtime. Yeah. Yeah. So, Well, well the rules, podcasting has no rules. We talked about it the last time I was on here about the FCC. There is a piece of paper that costs a lot of money for <laughs> you to broadcast on FM, AM, any of the public bandwidth. And, you know, we don't have that as podcasters. But, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. If it becomes a problem, FTC will come in. And they certainly did it with affiliate issues. Mm. You used to see these two-tier affiliate uh, do you know what i'm talking about dave where you sign me up and everything i sell you also get a commission on they crack down on that paypal won't do any payments on that a lot of people the payment processors won't do it that's ftc and i know people that have been in court with ftc it's not a place for you to be
0: no you don't want to be in court for anything
1: like no (laughs) i mean i I don't even know that it's even court the ftc just shows up at your door and they said you know hand me the money because we already know that you're Guilty. It's like the, we working with the IRS. It's, there's no trial.
0: So DR says, Well, what would that podcaster disclaimer sound
1: like? The following is a paid ad, not an interview.
0: It, or even if it was just like, Hey, today our special guest host is Dave Hooper. Full disclosure Dave paid me $150 to sit in the chair today
1: and put up with him uh, yeah. and ask him questions that he has pre written.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Act> <laughs> so, like <laughs> I, somewhere in there, they, your audience has to know that I'm getting paid to have this person on the show. Um,
1: to, I, I feel that they even do that when uh, you talked about the infomercials like on television. Are, are there not multiple things like the following is a paid advertisement? Don't they do that in the middle? Because they have commercial yeah. breaks, but the yeah. whole thing is a commercial. Yeah, I feel like they do that throughout. They do uh, okay. video messages.
0: You don't have to disclose the amount. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis says, and he's, he's got it down. He goes, I have a text expander disclosure snippet for whenever I share direct affiliate link online. And if you go to support dot com slash text expander, that's my affiliate link. So there,
1: (laughs) see, that's the kind of stuff that I think gets a little bit ridiculous that everybody wants to disclose affiliates. And I understand why they do because the FTC of what we're just talking about. Right. But even when you go to a conference, this is what's going to be interesting to me because I know a lot of podcasting conferences. We're just going to call it out. This is what happens when I come on the Ask the Podcast Coach. <laughs> they have spots for speakers based on who is paying them for a booth or something like that. If you want to speak at a podcasting conference, and a lot of people seem to, buy a booth. This is the way that it works. Any kind of Tony Robbins seminar that you do, any of these kind of... Uh, pitch fest kind of things, usually what it is, is you split the money with the promoter and you get a little bit of information and you get a pitch. And that's why they let him get away. They said, no pitching, no pitching. You see everybody pitching. That's usually some kind of deal that they've got.
0: It has to be because uh, Mark Cuban is coming back as a keynote speaker to podcast movement. And everybody, at, at the last time he did this, remember he was promoting Fireside five side is that uh, still around? Uh, kinda. And everybody cuz he just kind of came out and was like, "Hey podcasters, you guys haven't done squat in the last 10 years." And you're like, "You he do a Shark Tank." Yeah, it's like you do know that you're talking to the people who have been trying to like you just basically crapped all over your audience, Mr. Millionaire Cuban. And he's coming back and I was like, "Wait, what? And I'm like, why would they have him back? Because everybody said, "A, he came out and crapped all the audience and then B he didn't deliver any value." but that guy's got a lot of money. So I was like, maybe that's why he's coming back.
1: I don't well, know. He's a celebrity. So maybe that's it, but it seems weird to bring somebody back that you've already had, even though I'm back here on the second time. So thank you, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're good and you're steady oh. and you, and you bring value and, uh, you
1: know, Con- and controversy maybe. Yeah, there we go. The grumpy old man or, damn it. This thing <laughs> is happening.
0: Well, um, uh, speaking of law, uh, Gordon Firemark, um, the world's podcast lawyer. That should be on his uh, his business card. Here's a copy this. Yeah. Here's yeah. a good disclaimer. We have received promotional consideration from our guest for this episode. Promotional yeah. consideration. Mm, that's interesting. That's wink, a, wink. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah.
1: That's like, do you like to party when a girl walks up to your car? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Party. Yeah. We all know what that means.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Larry says uh, he called everyone, meaning Mark Cuban, everyone in the audience, a liar. Yeah, it was it was a very, because to me, um, like rule number one of public speaking is know your audience.
1: And oh, you I, you want them with you, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, I have learned when I speak at the national religious broadcasters, they don't like the jokey jokes as much as some of my other audiences. And uh, boy, I tried like two, and I was just like, all right, well, we're just going to stick to the facts for the rest of this presentation. So,
1: yeah, don't show up in your atheist shirt. You got to <laughs> get, I don't, you know, well, the, well, that's the joke. Like, if you're selling to Mary Kay, you wear pink. Yeah. And if you're a cheap podcast, you wear pink. I mean, know your audience. You got to play the room.
0: Daniel says the podcast movement app discloses that it's a paid presentation. Well, that's cool but I wonder if they disclose that before Cubans talk, I guess we'll see. And I'm wondering what he's going to be talking about if he's going to be promoting. Cause almost all those, I mean, there was fireside. Uh, Spotify had green room, I think was their app. Facebook had some sort of audio thing. Obviously there's the granddaddy of the mall, uh, clubhouse. And it's like, I haven't heard squat. I think Spotify, Rolled greenhouse into something else. It just remember it was just the whole big thing, and then, uh,
1: yeah, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see
0: what he's talking about.
1: A, a side note I, I, having run a conference, a big conference mm. in National Music Conference, I cannot fault a conference organizer for needing to make the numbers work. It is a very financially intensive thing to do, and same with podcasting, too. I, I just think when when you're getting into this fifty thousand dollar appearance fee, the way people talk about it, and there's some kind of braggadocio kind of thing that these hosts have, like I get thirty five hundred dollars, oh, I got five thousand dollars. It's like they don't, they they do not get that consistently. As John said, John is just doing affiliate deals, same as anybody else would do. So it's, I I just feel like there's there's a little bit of showmanship and, and puffery. That, unfortunately, new podcasters buy into. And I'm not trying to defend new podcasters. I think you're smart enough to figure out, you know, you're, you're going to learn. It, it, it's, it's not even a hill that I want to die on. Uh, but I don't I – I'm pretty really agnostic about it for as kind of curmudgeonly as I'm acting. <laughs> well, that's
0: me. I'm like, hey, if you want to charge, charge. I just I just yeah. see the picture that of I'm, – I'm just seeing that person. They're on episode two. They've got 11 downloads an episode. And they're like, all right, I want 150 bucks to be
1: on well, my yeah, show. Well, yeah, you're going to find out real quick, and nobody pays that. Well, I just read this book called
0: – it's from – yeah, Someday is Today
1: by, oh, yeah, by Matthew Dix. Yeah, it's a
0: great book, and I yeah. realized I, there was so much stuff that I was doing that not, – not that you're not worth my time, but that my time is worth more than I thought it was. And I'm not getting um, like being on somebody's show who's on episode four that may never make it to episode 10. I go to their website, there's no links to all they have is an RSS feed. Right. And we'll use my show. Every episode is Ask the Podcast Coach. um, And then the title (laughs) of the show, Ask the Podcast Coach. And I was just like, wow, this is a, a new person. And I kind of want to go, actually, instead of being a guest, you should hire me because you got a lot of low hanging fruit. And it was right. just like, instead of saying, I don't want to be on your show, I said, tell me about your show in your audience. Why do you want to bring me on? Normally I'd be like, heck yeah, I'll be on your show. And I'm now I'm like, I want to make sure I'm a good fit. And, and I would, why, why would, did you do
1: that though, Dave? Why were you saying yes? Was it like ego? I like to be chosen or was it that you really <sighs> didn't think it through that people, you know, might actually be listening?
0: Yeah, part of it was this was a person that hopefully will remember me when they're on episode 97. And they'd be like, Dave Jackson came on my show when I was on episode three. So I was planning that seed for that. And it was a relationship building kind of thing. But I, you know, it's one of those things where you go, okay, that sounds great and kumbaya and all. And then you realize that a lot of those times when you're on show number four, like that isn't around anymore. That person quit. And it doesn't mean that, you know, every podcaster quits. But it was enough to where I went to a list. I might have been on Podchaser and started clicking links. And I was like, all these appearances I'm on are not available in public anymore. Not that they were going to get a ton of downloads anywhere. But I was like, hmm.
1: Are they not? They're not on Podchaser at all.
0: I'll have to look. But I remember I was clicking something and it just seemed like every time I went to see an interview, like it wasn't there or something.
1: Well, all right. So that's really interesting because... There is a law of diminishing return. I think, as far as not just forget if anybody's listening or not, but if you look like you're somebody who goes everywhere. I was talking with uh, a, a musician from Music Business Radio, and he had played with a really well-known musician from the '70s from Canada. I'll give you, I'll give you that, that clue because I'm All not right. going to say who he is. But this guy, well, if you got a thousand dollars, you'll show up with a van, play the gig. You know, and then go on to the next town. He's going to go anywhere because that's just the situation that he's in now. And we don't want to be in that kind of situation where it looks like we're desperate. We're just going to do anything. I mean, have some standards, man. And I think that's the issue. And that you see people going for every single interview they can get. It's either going to be ego or it's either they're not thinking things through. And I think I want people to feel good when I come on their show. Like they have been picked. I'm not just going anywhere.
0: Well, and the other thing that, and again, this isn't bad. It just, you have to look at it and go, this is like, I'm going there to do a 20 minute interview. Sounds great, but that's not what it really is.
1: An I, hour, two hours at least.
0: Exactly. It's like there's a 15 minute warm up sound check, then the interview, and then there's another interview after the interview. Yeah. And then again, not that my time is more valuable than anybody else's, but it's like, I also started, I use a a tool called toggle and it's amazing what you can get done in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was able to go in and say, wow, I just did like two tutorials. I made three videos on blah, 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 blah. And so then I look at, okay, I could spend two hours with this person And what am I going to get for that? Because they are new. They don't have a huge audience. And yeah, I might get a relationship, but there's a really good chance that in about seven months, this is going to evaporate. And Or I could go over here and pay attention to the audience I already have and make sure they stick around kind of thing. So in this case, this person sends me a pitch. It's not a very good pitch. It's from uh, podcast, singular, guests, plural, podcastguests.com which I get one podcast. Yeah. And no, she's had a few episodes, but it was just, I'm like, why are you asking me on? And the other thing, and uh, (laughs) this is, it's going to be the title of this, this show. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I'm going to say it sometimes, especially in a case like this, people, you know, normally we talk about race cars or something that's not podcasting, but we're going to have Dave Jackson on and it sure it smells like and sure sounds like consulting. Let's talk about my podcast and how I could do it better. But it's an interview. And I'm like, right. You you just wanted to like not pay me for my 17 years of insights.
1: So so it's not your audience, Dave. You went on there it's the race car audience, not a yeah,
0: right. So all of a sudden they have yeah. me on. I'm like, why am I coming on? So that's why I asked this person, I'm like, who is your audience and why are you bringing me on? Because yeah. it sure looks like you need consulting, not an interview.
1: Now, I will say this, and this is one of the reasons that I think something like guestio is really interesting because you can go through yeah. and you can line yourself up a bunch of interviews. And I think that's great because as you've done more podcasts as a host than you have a guest. And it's good for us to have that guest skill set. So sometimes, like if you're trying to be a good guest, I want to go through those 100 interviews before I get the opportunity to go on Oprah. So it doesn't matter who's listening or who's not. The payoff for me is to sit there, listen to the question, think on my feet. A lot of people can't think on their feet. Have you found that out, Dave? Yeah. I'm amazed. Guys are great speakers. You ask them a question, they're not good on their feet. So to be a guest, that's a skill to learn different types of people, to learn different types of ways things are recorded. I had a guy one time, he, he's like, hey, I, I want to do this interview with you. I'm like, all right, how you want to do it? Discord. For Discord? Right. I thought that was like a message board or something. No, man, we do it on Discord. All right, that should have been a sign, and he ended up canceling. But I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll go and figure out how you're doing it. There there are payoffs, but I, th- I think we do need to think ahead two or three steps. And yeah. obviously, it's going to be about the audience, number one. And if you're going to become a better interviewee, that might be worth it because of the audience. It's going to make you a better host too.
0: Well, and that's sometimes that's why I'll do an interview just to like, I want to see how this person does their interview. And I want to keep my, it's a way to practice my answers, I guess, in a way. Uh, Gordon has a point here. Gordon Firemark. Disagree a little. If I can have an impact with my message, I'll do an interview as long as it's Congruent subject matter. So yeah, if it's a small audience, so if this person comes back that I, I emailed last night and says, Oh, we're a podcast about getting your message out and marketing for small businesses or something like that. I'm like, Oh, that's my target audience. I'll definitely go. Um, oh yeah. It
1: doesn't have to be just about yeah. podcasting. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah but, but just race cars.
0: Yeah. If it's just race cars, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Daniel says, I give interviewers 25 minutes with me. I found it accomplishes exactly what I want. It helps uh, focus the conversation and gets things going
1: immediately. Okay, so let me comment on that because sometimes I've got some of these guys that are in the middle of a press junket and they've got a hard stop and they literally go from me to the next station across the country. You're 100% correct about that. In fact, I mentioned this guy with this band earlier this week. I had an hour with him and knowing that, I completely prepped for it. We did the show in a different way. I didn't get into any kind of introductions. I didn't do any kind of commercial breaks. I just question, 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 question. So I've got an hour with him, which was very generous. And basically, what I'm going to do is turn it into two episodes because of that. Mm. Because I once I put the music in, we put the commercials in. I'm going to bring in my uh, my producer, and we're going to may, maybe make it like a mini documentary. But I was thinking like that. So yeah, 100 percent with Daniel on that, and I agree with with Gordon too. It's not necessarily the size of the audience. It's who is the audience. And to take it back to Mark Cuban, think about Shark Tank. If you're on Shark Tank, all you got to do is five or six sharks. If you win them over, you're good to go. Yeah, You don't need America on your side. You just need the sharks. At that point, you need America on your side.
0: Well, and it's always interesting. Have you ever watched where they come in, and I swear they do a bad pitch on purpose just to get in front oh, of yeah, the they TV just want publicity, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always interesting. It's like hmm. So
1: Scotty Vest was like that. Did <laughs> you, I mean, that was notorious. Are you familiar with Scotty Vest? I am not. Vest that you put in all right. So imagine cargo pants, but it's there's a Scotty Vest hat. And there's I mean, every thing that Scotty Vest makes a tie, whatever, has like eight thousand pockets that you can put in, you know, iPads or iPods or whatever you do. Yeah, this guy was a jerk, and of course they can edit it. They, right. I know a lot of people have been on Shark Tank actually and they, they're going to edit it to make it look the most dramatic as it, as it can be. But yeah, he they they said, did you even want this deal? Why are you here? Because it was an established company ah. and he was asking for like a bajillion dollars and it wasn't worth that. So yeah, at the same time, you know, why put him on? Well, because uh, good TV. He was such a jerk.
0: Hmm. Interesting. But, yeah, that's,
1: there. there's there's an opportunity for that. I, I don't know that Shark Tank is as popular as it, as it was at one time, but there was a minute there where if you were on it, it was pretty much a guaranteed hit.
0: Yeah. The thing, cause I'm a huge shark tank fan. I think every podcaster should watch it just to learn. Cause they talk about like, who's your target audience? What's your cost of acquisition that whole night? It's yeah. a great kind of little Over. mini. Yeah. But they moved it so many, like I don't know exactly when it airs because I record it via YouTube TV but I don't know, like, when the new, like, it's on MSNBC, like, it's probably on right now. It's like, it's, it, like, they just constantly run the re- reruns. reruns are, yeah. But the actual, like, new stuff, I couldn't tell you what, what time it, used to be, I think, Friday nights. I don't know what it is now, but. Uh, um, so,
1: if you're a Shark Tank fan, by the way, that, there was a Japanese show called Dragon's Den. Mm-hmm. There's a British show called Dragon's Den, also a Canadian version. I had to go to Mark DeCotes for this. And Mister Wonderful is on the Canadian version, actually. Oh, uh, so but but if you're curious, if you've got access to torrent, there's three or four versions of it around the world. These actually came before the American Shark right. Tank. But you know how this is how TV works. Uh, um, Canada's, uh, I'm sorry, Canada's next top model, yeah. <laughs> Canadian Idol, you know, Zimbabwe Idol. We <laughs> we we have this. So if you're curious about any popular show like that, there's some. Uh, it'll give you a different perspective on the world. And, and shark tank is definitely that way or, or dragon's den as they call it in England and Japan.
0: Yeah. Well, even uh, the office was popular in England before that had, was in
1: a, a British show. Yeah. yeah. We Americanized um, it. Uh,
0: Dan from based on a true story, podcast.com says most of my guests are limited on time. So I only ever do back to back questions. Um, no breaks, no intro. they are all the things I can do after without wasting my guest time. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just go, Hey, at this point, I'll say, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. And you can say, hey, thanks for having me. And then I'll ask the first question, which is blank. And then you hit record and you go, hey, Dave, thanks for coming on the show. And Dave goes, thanks for having me. And I'm like, hey, when was the time when blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff that you can do later if your guest is kind of short on time.
1: Well, Yeah, I think it's it's good sometimes, though. I know for the radio show, and you, we had it here on this show today, Dave, when you've got the music that plays – live sometimes it's good to get people into the mood mm-hmm. so they know where they are and they don't think it's just a zoom chat <laughs> but I, I i agree with that just in general if you're good at chopping things up and you don't mind doing that that's certainly the best way to do it and it sounds like based on a true story it's more uh researched and put together than a straight interview yeah
0: yeah it's not um i mean it's a conversation but it is more like we're going to focus on this movie so everything it's not two
1: guys hanging out eating doritos that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: bros and beers dude um
1: what's the best flavor doritos dave
0: yeah and uh gordon has (laughs) the next great show real housewives of peoria yes coming to a you
1: know Um, i'd actually i'd I'd, I'd find that compelling there you go middle america
0: hey let's take this time to first of all thanks to uh david hooper for stopping in today you can check out his Book 101 podcast episode templates at askthepodcastcoach.com/slash Hooper or check out his website, uh, bigpodcast.com. And of course, we want to, oh, we have to do, we have something new. It's a new segment, Dave. You ready? What's coming yeah, up? Do have
1: theme music? Well, I don't
0: know if we have, oh, I'm on what the music, Dave. I got to go. We have to skip all these. Okay. So, yeah. So, we want to thank our awesome supporters. You can go to askthepodcastcoach.com/slash awesome. In fact, I will scroll them across the screen as we do this. We used to have the teacher's pet, and that was like a sponsorship. And I've kind of like ixnayed that for a bit. And instead, what I thought I would do is, uh first of all, I need to test this. So we'll we'll do a little admin here on the show live. If I hit the mute button, you hear me, or do, hopefully I cut out there.
1: You did okay, good. Because I'm going to mute, take out my headphones. You're going to blast me? No, no, no.
0: no. I'm going to mute myself when I say a word. That rhymes with kind of Lexi, but not really. The woman in the tube. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the woman in the tube from Amazon pick one of our awesome supporters. We're gonna we're going to randomly say thank you to one of our awesome supporters at this point. So, open awesome supporters
1: from AskThePodcastCoach.com/support. It's Joshua at experiments.com.
0: What? That's it. So
1: and if you not, know, it, it can pull emails then?
0: Uh nope. Open awesome supporters. Let's see who
1: from ask slash support. I am going to go with Glenn at horseradionetwork.com.
0: And she's drinking coffee, of course. Um so what it is, it's a there's a there are things in Amazon called blueprints, and one was called random name. Yeah. And it was like, so the idea is. Blueprints. And, okay. <laughs> All right. Is you could have one and you could say, hey, whose turn is it to wash the dishes? So what I had to do, though, was.
1: Oh, I'm going to program that one. Yeah. yeah so I I, like I tu-
0: so I just set it up to where I could go. Open awesome supporters, which is the name of the skill. I love that. And I probably gave her too much info. All right. Which would you like? Ambient noise. No, see Sweet. now she's confused. Games I, or I music hear you I, I or stop.
1: You can- Asked my wife where the keys were yesterday. I said, "Hey Laurel, where are the keys?" And it says, "Now playing DJ Khaled." Where are my keys at? Because <laughs> it thought it was, "Hey Google." Yeah. Instead of, hey Laurel. Yeah. It it happens.
0: So the the fun part is I had to type everybody's name, and I you throw in some commas, and she'll pause. So it's it's like. Right. It says horse radio network dot d o t com c o m. Like I can't type in a website to have her say it, so it took a little while. But I was like, I, pr- you know, something to do here while I want to. Uh, so
1: I wonder if you could do something. You want you want to brainstorm this in a minute? Sure. So I wonder if you could do something where if it can work from a spreadsheet, and you could take something like Padly Connect or Zapier or something like that, where somebody would fill out a form or do whatever your Patreon or whatever, it automatically goes to the spreadsheet and you don't have to do that stuff manually. Now it wouldn't work with the whole phonetic element and it would be kind of weird. You do needers like that, but it could be, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there, it seemed like there would be some automation there. Cause I love the idea to bring this in for podcasting. I, I think the most complicated thing ironically would be people figuring out how to broadcast Alexa through their podcast
0: well, that's the thing. So then this is an Echo Show, which has a headphone out that I have going into okay. a Roadcaster, which then has an adapter to, I bought a cable that was eighth inch to quarter inch and yeah. it just for whatever reason didn't work. So then I bought this little adapter.
1: I think the Echo Dot though, the, the hockey puck, I think that has it. A- a jack out though, doesn't it? Yeah. So does, so does this one. And I just dropped. Okay. So you don't need, you don't have to have the show necessarily. You could go with a $29 echo dot. Yeah. Anything
0: that has that. And then I have this little adapter that basically converts. Um, so you've got an XLR to, you know, kind of converter there. And then what I've put on the, the screen here, this is the blueprint. So you can see Shane comma at radio GDB, GDR, which she can say at, and I have radio g d a r e for r dot com. So and then yeah, so that's what, and you can see, randomize, randomly choose a name, and then I named it awesome supporter. So when I say open awesome supporter, she right. says, except I have okay,
1: her. Dave, and the awesome supporter is Shame so it's like a, at radio um, gdr at radio gdr dot com. So it's like a skill, Dave. It's like, it, yeah. but it's like, but it's, but it, you're, you're able to do it through like their, what did uh, the no math code. book
0: tell the chemistry book? Okay. Enough of you. Uh,
1: <laughs> I love that as a, as a way for interaction. Like, I don't know that, I mean, you could, re- you could record it, I guess. Alexis, people would have to trust you.
0: Yeah. It's, um. well, the other thing is I can send this skill to just me. So like, this isn't available in the Amazon store. It's called, if you go to Blueprints. Yeah, but dude.
1: Yeah yeah I, want, I wonder if you were to do put it, put it in the Amazon store just yeah. and, and throw it out to podcasters talk about that's better than you being on a bunch of interviews with <laughs> episode 4 <laughs> It's it was yeah. it,
0: it's what nerdy people do when they're bored apparently I was like <laughs> Yeah but
1: but here's the thing so to, I'm I'm not trying to hijack you to take it to like 101 episode templates but if we right. were to talk about like segments and things that you could do for your podcast we talked oh. about having different voices and things like this is actually something that would be kind of fun uh, you could randomize all sorts of stuff through Alexa. I, I think you've always been creative with, with Alexa. Yeah, to bring it in and I like because it's kind of fun. It's got that quirky, weird computer voice, and it's like everybody's got one. So and it always messes up. That's kind of funny.
0: Well, yeah, and
1: <laughs> always twice a uh, call. you know it, you know.
0: Twice I've had to uh, to mute her because she's going off on.
1: So you remember the clapper, right? Oh yeah, the clap on. The, <laughs> speaking of infomercials, right? If you hooked up your stereo and there was like a a drum kick or something, it would just cut it (laughs) off. So it's it's one of those things where it's, uh, I don't know, I think people can have fun with it. I love that idea, though. I think that's fantastic. Also,
0: Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage if you want to check out Podpage. Check out trypodpage.com. Jim's not is here. An to affiliate do. link. Uh, that is an affiliate link. When I think about it, uh, yes. So um, it's, a, it's
1: a good way to do affiliate links. By the way, try
0: yeah or uh, get. Well, and I also contacted Brendan over there because he might have. If he didn't like that, he he could say, "Look, that's my brand. It's my you know like that kind of thing." He's like, "No, promote it all you want. Go ahead. If you just miss Jim so much and you just need a little Jim." Go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, when you think podcasting, think School of Podcasting, and you can be an awesome supporter by going over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So, um, no, here's, a, a you know, people were talking about making money with your podcast and, you know, 3500 bucks to sneeze on my show or whatever you're going to do. Um, <laughs> something that's, again, I'm not going to retire on this, But I have tripodpage.com and I have learnpodpage.com. And if you go to learnpodpage.com, because that's a tool that fits my audience and I believe in and I like it and I use it a lot, you can take a free course and at the bottom of every lesson, it says, if you plan on using this tool, please click here as a way to say thanks for the free course. And I just got my last affiliate check and it did not suck. I'll, I'll go that route. Yeah. So if you have a product that you use and you like, Make a video for it and put your affiliate link under the video. Uh, Pat Flynn uh, did this with Bluehost. He had a YouTube video that showed you how to, back when you used to have to install WordPress, on how to install WordPress on, you know, your media ho- or your web host and made all sorts of cash on that. So that's just another. He was
1: doing maybe 20000 $40,000 a month. Yeah. And I remember he was doing so much that people thought it was recurring income. He said, "No, it starts the day one." And yeah, I, I didn't realize he had a YouTube video. I thought he was driving traffic to those those pages himself. But that must have helped the YouTube video. If you can do it, it's there for you, and it's nice recurring income too. If you can get something set up and what we call mailbox money.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those where like I get the thing, and it's like you know here's your affiliate check, and I did earn. Also, Dave, you could maybe you can talk on this being more of the writer than I am. I earned—you ready for this? I'm not sure where I'm going to spend wait. it. Is this from your publisher? This is from Medium. I wrote an article on Medium and got paid seven cents for it. <laughs> and I was like, well. all right, need to do more of that. Uh, A lot of money to some people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like the, that's Satoshi-level money. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Value for value. So
0: I know, I think you post a lot on Medium, don't you? Or maybe not?
1: All my stuff is syndicated to Medium, meaning there's just a plug-in and mm. it automatically goes to to Medium. And, you know, I, I, I've never gotten any money from them that I'm aware of. I don't think I've even set that up. But Medium at one time was really great. Had It was done by the same people who started Twitter, were at Twitter, they left Twitter, I don't know. But at this point, I think everything is under a paywall. So if you go there, you might see the first paragraph and it just seems to, they're like they're trying to figure out how to monetize it. Speaking of, maybe they should charge for guests, but <laughs> I'm not sure that it's, I mean, it's it's automated to me. I'll, I'll, everything that I, that I post on my blog, it goes to davidhooper.net. There was a davidhooper.org at one time. It goes to my blog. You know what I mean? It goes to Medium and uh, I, I don't know if that helps or not. It's just, it was easy to set up. And I don't think it hurts, from my understanding. Yeah. Somebody in the chat room probably knows better than I do. Could be. Um, there, there was a hashtag podcasters on Medium. Yeah, that was was the to be part of that was pretty interesting.
0: Uh, Chris asked here: Have you have either of you or people you work with experimented with a Alexa flash briefing? I actually have one. Uh, yeah, I uh, do too. Always seem to be a disconnect with podcasts, but so much potential. The thing is how they work is in theory, they're supposed to be less than, I want to say 10 minutes, but that's not I, really. I,
1: well, yeah, less than 10 minutes is the Amazon rule. Now, how they're best going to work for you is quote of the day, 30 seconds a yeah. minute, news. Yeah. It, 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 something Somebody would listen to in the morning, just like a weather news quote. Yeah. So if you had like a motivational tip, that will work, but nobody's going to sit there and listen to 10 minutes of you.
0: Yeah, pod, uh, pod news is a great example. He's the third thing in my flash briefing. But yeah,
1: I I have what, what, what do you what do you have on the, your flash briefing? Uh, it
0: starts off with the weather uh, for Akron, Ohio. Then there's like the Bible verse of the day. Then James Cridlin, and then the newsworthy because that one's longer. And that's when I hear the newsworthy come on. It's time to get out of bed and start getting dressed because the the other three are just me sitting in bed going, ah, oh, crap! It's Thursday. I thought See, it was Friday. But,
1: what you're talking about, though, Dave, to get as part of somebody's daily routine, mm-hmm. that's what flash briefing is great for. If you can yeah. become part of something, somebody's daily routine, and Dave could just add it. He's already got the routine. You've got that existing momentum that you can get part of. That's why I thought flash briefing was great. But what I've seen done is to do... Uh, we used to have this thing, I'll take it back to Music Business Radio. We had this thing called Music Business Minute that we were going to mm-hmm. uh, syndicate to other stations. And it was something like you know, like Paul Harvey or something, sometimes breaking in with people or with stations or with any kind of syndication, do a smaller version of what you do. So you might be able to have like a quote or something, but it has to be a complete thought. And that's where editing comes in. And uh, Dave, you could do a podcast tip of the day, but, you know, you got to think of 365 podcast tips. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm this close to opening a TikTok um, account. Just how are you going to use it just to Dan- open You got to
1: dance? No, no dancing.
0: <laughs> just open up the phone and go, when you publish your episode, uh, in your media host, it's not going to show up in Apple in 10 seconds. Uh, go back and check in 45 minutes. Done. Just, just a quick, like, um, the best microphone under a hundred bucks is the Samson Q2U. Boom. Okay. Just, just a quick, right. kind of like a flash briefing kind of thing. I think, um. Well, we'll we'll see. But it's just one of those where I will say something. That the reason I don't want to have a TikTok account is that's going to get me like I will be right on the edge of TikTok. And right now in Facebook they have Reels, and
1: yeah, it. Uh, it and Instagram has stories. Yeah, and they so that would be good for that.
0: Again, going back to how valuable is my time? I I every time I click on one of those things, it chews up at least five minutes before i go yeah this is dumb and well
1: is it even your audience though right that's the other that's
0: my big thing is our podcasters over there
1: well i mean they, they could use a podcast but a lot of those guys who when they think of podcasting they think of youtube but they think of tiktok so i i don't even know that that would be worth it people are trying to get me on on tiktok and stuff it's like that's a yeah. I I see the appeal because people say I got seventy thousand followers and they're playing a the numbers game that gets back into that ego, but I'm I'm not worried about ego. I don't care who's listening or how many people I care who is listening.
0: Well that's the like, right listeners. Well it's like right now we're streaming on Twitch. I don't expect yeah. anybody from Twitch to come over and start a podcast.
1: <laughs> you fire up Call of Duty, maybe they'd start watching. <laughs>
0: So, so that's it. And, and I just, I've heard people say, no, no, man, put your stuff out there because the TikTok algorithm is like nobody's business and people will swipe left or right or whatever they do on it. And eventually your, your stuff will find your audience. And I was like, mm, eh, to the point where I'm like, all right, not now. I'm, I'm not saying no, I'm saying not now, but I'm, I, I'm starting to get sucked Maybe. into that pool.
1: This this is the reason that I think it would be good is like we talked about doing interviews just for the sake of doing interviews and getting used to the skill of doing interviews to get really clear on delivering your message in 30 seconds or whatever you've got on TikTok. I think they've just expanded it. That can be helpful. A lot of podcasters, not us, by God, but a lot of podcasters really long-winded. We've talked about the guys that don't get to the point where they've got a four-hour podcast and, you know, you don't need that much information. Yeah, I might try. YouTube shorts coming up. That's a that's a that's one. I mean, everybody's having their version of, of short-form content, and I think the skill is going to be more important than where you put it
0: yeah, that's at this it. point. Yeah, it's got to still deliver value. Just because it's short doesn't mean it's it's great. So, Well,
1: uh, I love the thing, but here's the thing about the the best mic, uh, Samsung QTU. All right, that can also be a tweet. That can be a short. That right. can be a TikTok. That can be a story. And you could just run through these things. It could be Alexa flash briefing. You could just have these things in your pocket, and you just deliver them and yeah. like a new version of them every day. You don't have to rewrite them every single day.
0: Yeah, the there is a if you go back to blueprints going back to Chris's question about flash briefings, how do you make one? I believe there's under blueprints.amazon.com and the the trick to that is your RSS feed can only have one episode in it. So if you oh, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're using Libsyn, I believe it's whatever your feed is/ slash – last in the number one if i remember right there's a hack for yeah. that and there's
1: uh, yeah it sounds like a question equals yeah one or there there is a way for you to attach something to the end of an rss feed yeah
0: and then i know uh captivate has a thing where it's like do you want to you know basically an alexa feed oh doggone and i said the what's its name but anyway you get the so depending on who your host is um uh, yeah it will uh it'll do that it's It's something to to experiment. Before there was James Cridlin, I I used to have podcast news flash where I would do, and that's where I tried it on the, uh, whatever you call it, the flash briefing. And just the grind of a daily show was like, yeah, I'm not doing this.
1: (laughs) Here's here's the thing about James. I think this is happening because sometimes he'll be from an airport. So it's podnews.net if you're not familiar with this podcast. You know, James was a broadcaster, as they called it radio host he's good at delivering and i think he just does it in one take
0: yeah i've seen him do
1: it that that is not me so for me it's gonna take me i'm gonna to have to do five or six takes of it i'm gonna to have to edit them together comp them as we would say <laughs> and yeah so if, if you're good at that but that's the reason to get into that skill you speaking of tiktok if you go to tiktok they got a 30 second video it's got 10 cuts in it
0: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> so it can be done, but you have to practice it. I'd love to know more about James's broadcasting career and how he got to where he's—he's he's pretty good on the mic. He know? played
0: a clip because he does Podland is kind of like the the extended dance version of Pod News. It's him and his co-host, whose name is escaping me, um, and they kind of take the top news that James talked about and they do a deep dive and they'll interview people and things like that. So that's always kind of interesting. And he was talking about it, and he played a clip from when he was on the the BBC. And it's interesting because I went back and listened. To me, is your voice a lot deeper now than it was back when you started?
1: I think what I'm doing is I've got more voice control yeah. than I did. And yeah, I so I, I've no I've noticed that. I don't think it's anything just with getting old. Maybe I mean, hell, look at Dionne Warwick. You heard her talk lately, sing. <laughs> Constant smoking uh, i I'm not a smoker, but that that used to happen with a lot of radio guys did did you hear I, uh, I think it's local control is 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 better, and that comes with practice, yeah, so I'm gonna say yes
0: uh what's the oh man she's written a billion songs she used to hang out with crosby stills and Nash she's blonde um not joni Mitchell Joni Mitchell was yeah. singing at some event and um Man, oh yeah, she's
1: a smoker, heavy well, smoker, and
0: and should not have done. I, I haven't
1: even heard the tape, but I can I can imagine what it sounds.
0: Yeah, like. it was it was in a, like a ton- yeah, it was it was not good, and it's one of those where you're like, mm, wish it. It's like when I saw the last time I saw David Lee Roth was when he was on a solo act, and he was just he had taken his Vegas act, and that might have worked in Vegas, it didn't work in Akron, Ohio, and I just remember thinking, <laughs> man, the last time I saw you was Eatem and Smile. Um, you had Steve Vai and Billy Sheen it was this great show and now he's like my wife says she's gonna leave me if I quit drinking I sure am gonna miss her and I'm like oh my god how the mighty have fallen uh,
1: so I think it's tough I, that's actually an interesting discussion if you want to have it as far as like how do we age into mm. whatever it's like you you do something <laughs> and then it works but it's like the wedding singer said this because nobody wants to see Fonzie get old <laughs> And you know, and, and you, <laughs> yeah, you, you grow and your audience grows, and hopefully you can grow together, right? But it is one of those things. I see it. Look at like Taylor Swift, who is a, a teenage, right, artist, and you know how does she grow into a, a young adult and an older adult? And I think men have different things to think about than women. That's another thing. But yeah, it, it's something to think about. Is ten years from now we just going to have a boom shakalaka fire nation? <laughs> John Lee Dumas is going to be doing the same act. <laughs>
0: None of, the I, fun part is is instead of me going back in the day, I just sound like this all the time. It'll be right. like, Podcasting since two thousand and five. Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Well, I do. I do think though, but you know, to take it back to your voice, yes, I have noticed that, and I think it comes from breath control. Uh, you know, doing cardiovascular stuff. But even the guys that don't do cardiovascular, the old school radio DJs, like the guys that I sat down with when I started Music Business Radio and I was super intimidated by because they had these great voices. I think it's just breath control. And I've seen it with singers and they are able to take one breath and get like five or 10 sentences out. It's amazing. They're not doing yoga. They're just speaking on the mic all the time. So the more that's why I do a daily podcast, just to talk, talk, talk into the mic. And it's not perfect. And it's, I call it the sausage factory. It's, it's imperfect in a lot of ways, but it makes this better. When I'm actually paying attention and needing to perform,
0: well, we're going to come back to you paying attention. I do have one question I want to jump on, and then we're going to jump back to this. Because um, <laughs> okay. Gabriel asked, "Can you remind me why you use PodPage and have a website as well?" I don't. I have the School of Podcasting dot com, which is for School of Podcasting's podcast. I have Ask the Podcast Coach, which uses PodPage for the Ask the Podcast Coach show. I have podcast so
1: Podpage pod is the website basically. It is. It's
0: like Wix, it's like Squarespace, it's like WordPress. It is a website. So, you don't have a website and Podpage. Although there are people that will have a business website and then they'll throw on a subdomain like podcast.mywebsite.com and they'll have That's that That's what I do. Yeah, and then they'll have a point yeah. at their Podpage site. So, it's it's not a case where I have both. And if I didn't have 17 years of stuff on the School of Podcasting, <laughs> I wouldn't be using – I'd be using PodPage. But there's so – the behind-the-scenes, the School of Podcasting WordPress site is a giant cluster. There's just old landing pages from 2012 yeah. and stuff yeah. that you're like, ah, I don't want to you know do this whole nine yards. But you just did something that you do very well and I wanted to talk about. Maybe we can throw this into the topic of what makes a good guest. But you said – bringing it back to your voice. You are the king of bringing it back because as I listen, as going I want ed- a
1: tangent, and then bringing it around.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's in my case, probably me going on a tangent and you bringing it back when I was editing. Cause you've been on, like, I've heard, this is so meta. I almost we, want we
1: used to the last three days, three Saturdays <laughs> together. Dave.
0: <laughs> so I've heard a lot of David Hooper and you do this a lot where you'll go oh, like, yeah, well, not a lot, but like you do it. I was listening to something and you said, well, bringing it back to, like, podcasters, yada, yada, yada. And then yeah. there was something else, and you're like, oh, well, bringing it back to the content creator So you're always yeah. – you, you do a great – It apparently, at least from where I'm sitting, you do a great job of remembering who you're talking to. Yeah. And then yeah. making sure that your answer is going to make sense to – the listener and i was like i don't know if you do that on purpose or what but it's i've heard you enough now say well bringing it back to such and such because you know dave jackson has gone off into a tangent about david lee roth bringing it back to (laughs) talking about your voice no
1: no the well the tangent is good and and i think we need to be following that kind of stuff but here's here's what so when i do music business radio and so it was a weekly show and when we're recording live so We're doing it remotely now for the last couple of years. But I've got a guy next to me, Gary Crane, producer. And he is there with whatever I ask. He's written it down. And you've got guys that go off on tangents or can't remember the question. Or I get caught up because I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool, you know. And he'd say, okay, did you actually ever answer the question? So that happens a lot. That probably happens mm-hmm. every single episode. So I'm used to him in one ear. And then I've got my wife. That just hanging out with her she's like okay what is this what is your point what is it you know i've, I've got people in my life that are giving me this feedback and i think that it's happened but it, it gets back to what we talked about earlier with the uh, paola whatever you want to call it it really is all about the listener and if i say to bring it back to podcasters like let's think about who is listening to this because it's not just you and me dave it's easy to think that and we've got a chat room now but if the chat room wasn't here that's how you end up with the five guys getting high and eating Doritos. Like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's it's all about them, not a listener. That's why nobody's listening. And that's fine. That's a fun fun way to do a podcast, I would imagine. But it's not going to be something that attracts a listener. You've got to think about who's listening and give them the value, uh, drop a value bomb, as uh, John Lee Dumas would say. That's it. Yeah. When, when it comes to the, keeping them listening.
0: Well, that's why I always get confused when you talk about the four dudes, one brain show in the basement, having some brews and some Doritos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, <sighs> and, and their, their goal is to have fun with their buddies. I'm like, when their first episode is published, I'm like, congratulations, you're a success. Because your goal was to have fun with your buddies making a podcast. Yeah. It's when they turn around and go... All right, but how do I make money on this? I'm on episode two, and I want to start charging my guests. You're like,
1: yeah, yeah no, that's you these, uh, you. these plants are not free.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and the that's when you go wait a minute. The goal was to have fun with your buddies, and now you're changing your goal, but you're not going to change your show. I'm like, nope. Now we got to start well, worrying okay. about the listener, and you know,
1: yeah. We need to, we you know what we need to do next time I, I'm, I'm on here. We need to have a now it's time for a power rant. Or oh. whatever you're, you're, do you have it?
0: Uh, I do somewhere. Keep, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we need this queued up. It's button number one.
0: <laughs> I thought I did. Nope, that's not it. Uh, boy, I have every other drop. Oh, it's right here. It's right on the front page. And now <laughs> it's time for a power rant. The floor is yours, <laughs> okay. sir.
1: All right. Well, um, I, I think that a lot of times people ask me, do they ask you this, David? They say, oh, man, what just one Let me know what you think about the podcast, man. I just, just love your feedback. It's like, no, you don't. You want me to say that it's great and that you don't need to change a thing. Do you want feedback? Do you want me to tell you how good it is? Or do you want me to tell you what I would improve? Do you want me to tell you you're doing great? People don't really want feedback. Dude, they, mo- most people don't. And then they'll say, by God. You know, then they then they're going to start to argue. You said you asked me. You should ask me before it was put out. Yeah. Don't don't come to me after it's it's already pressed and sold a million copies. Ask me what I think about it. Who cares? We've got a million people who like it.
0: I have, yeah. That's uh Jordan Harbinger said when people ask for feedback, they're really just looking for you to agree with everything that they've done to this point. And I get why they get defensive, because they spend a lot of time. Editing or whatever they're doing. And I also think that's why most people don't do. I just interviewed Glenn for an episode in September where we're talking about how do we cover like my audience loves to talk about whatever this topic is. How do I how many times do I cover that topic? Because otherwise, I'm just going to keep repeating myself. So that's the question of the month. And so I brought Glenn on because he's done 3000 episodes of horses in the morning. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) dude, Like, how do you do that? So he kind of <laughs> answered that question. He said, but one of the things he does is he took – he has like a ton of patrons, and then he took – he handpicked 12 of them to be his focus group. And they talk oh, – yeah. in, in their own private Facebook group, they talk about every episode. and he's, I,
1: I'm working on the new book now, and I've got a section in that specifically about that, about before you release it, if you really want to get feedback. Yeah, but I didn't – every episode –
0: yeah. That's crazy.
1: But on that's, the other hand, he, that's a lot of feedback. Yeah. He
0: said, what's weird is he'll have a guest and they'll be like, yeah, it was all right. You know, she was okay. And the, the focus group would be like, man, have that person back on again. That was amazing. And he goes, and likewise, there are times when they think they did something good and they're like, eh, I, I kind of tuned out about halfway. You're through.
1: too close to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went. A friend of mine went to. Who is the woman from Seinfeld? The female, uh,
0: um, Louise Louis Dreyfus, uh, Julia
1: so, Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. So she had her own sitcom. Yeah. And he was in the audience and, and was watching them tape the sitcom. This is back when she was doing it, and he said that if it didn't get laughs from the live audience, the writers were right there. They would rewrite it. They would cut it instantly. They would recut the whole scene or recut the joke right. or bring in a different joke. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, we definitely see that with the bands that, that I've worked with. They were playing live and right. they would go out and they would get that instant feedback. We don't have that as podcasters. You certainly have it with radio, with ratings and uh, call-ins and that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's a predicament that we can get in. I, I love what Glenn is doing, but it's also hard to ask for feedback. Because you have to open yourself up. Oh yeah. To why didn't you spend money with me? Why did you decide to turn off? And and it can be harsh. Some people as you mentioned Reddit. Go to Reddit or go to YouTube. Uh, that's not constructive feedback. You, you have to no. have the balance of of something that's actually going to help you. People who you trust and that you want to uh, that want to make it better with you.
0: Well, and that's where I. It sounds weird as much as I like a a five star review. Um, and I've, I've already said this publicly, so I'm not, I had a conversation with Steve Stewart and he said, can I give you some feedback? And I said, dude, you know me, I, I love feedback. And he's like, sometimes when somebody asks kind of a newbie question, he goes, there's a little bit of the, a little more curmudgeon is coming out. And I'm like, Oh, dude. you
1: got your inner Dave Ramsey. That's yeah. What we call that.
0: And, and I said, that is the best. I'm like, literally I could have left, I think it was a podcast movement or whatever. I said, I could leave now and say, I got value. I said, that is such great feedback. <laughs> I said, because, you know, I don't, you know, you just be in you or whatever. And I'm like, but I need that kind of stuff to like, hey, remember, this is a new person, you know, a little patient, maybe a little more patience needed here, things like that. Uh, so I love well, we, have
1: and, a, we have a tendency to get into that, I think. And I think that's the thing. We talked about aging to take it back to mm-hmm. what you're doing, with the voice of what, what has changed. And I think as, uh experienced podcasters, middle-aged white guys, whatever. I mean, you can you can – I've talked about it here before, I think, about fighting curmudgeonness every day. Yeah, And we certainly fight ruts and the same type of thing. Like Glenn is talking about, oh, it's 3,000 episodes. Let's do the same thing we did 1,000 episodes ago. I think we always need to be innovating, but it's also very hard to do that. It's a lot easier to keep a podcast going once it hits a certain level than starting a new podcast. But if you really want to, um, you know, it's, it's tough. You have a lot to lose, like... Quitting your job at 40 years old is a lot different when you were than when you were 20. Yeah, If you've got more to lose, I think it's scary. And I think it's scary for sometimes podcasters to walk away. That's why you see guys that are not happy with their podcast. They don't want to change anything. But it's the devil you know.
0: Well, that was it. We had somebody write a really nice, really long, like, here's what's wrong with your show. And they were, like, quoting stuff. Like, back on February in episode <laughs> 376 at the 13-minute-and-27-second mark— you said this. So it was somebody who took a lot of time to deliver this feedback. The yeah. problem was all of their suggestions would turn this show into something that it's not. Like, that's they were like, right. That's the balance. Yeah. They were like, we want you should be bringing in different people and you should be doing interview." And I'm like, no, it's not an interview show. It's it's free podcast consulting. People should ask questions and go to slash join. I'm like, that's right. not really. Cause when you throw in interviews, people don't realize scheduling an interview is a time suck. Even if you've got Calendly and that whole nine, it's like, and then,
1: and even if you've got the hard stop, like you're talking about, it can take you away from your day. Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Um, Well, uh, I like, I like what you're saying is like, I think you have to know what it is that you're doing. I think this is another reason for you to know your audience. I think there's an element of being open to feedback, but also that doesn't mean you have to take every single piece of feedback.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there. You can
1: say like this: This is who I am, and this is what I'm going to continue to do, and and that's not necessarily being the stick in the mud. That's saying like I do this, and I might not be for you, and being comp. That's not being a jerk. That's saying like this is I'm not for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. There there are times if somebody gives you a bunch of feedback, and it would steer your show into an area that you don't want to do. There's a name for that person, and it's called not your target audience. You know, it's like that's.
1: No, for, people don't understand too, though. Like, do you have these things in your life, Dave, where you're like, oh, that's why my dad made that decision? Oh, now I get it. It didn't make sense back in the day because you didn't have all the information. Right. So now, now you get it. That's what they say about people with kids. Like, you, you understand <laughs> everything about kids until you actually have them. Yeah.
0: Oh, I get it. Okay. No, I get so. it. Chris is saying when people ask for feedback, they want you to make them feel good. Uh, reason one, not to ask family and good friends what they think. Surround yourself with iron sharpeners, yeah, to get them. But yeah, because my favorite is, I remember I was talking to somebody and they said, my mom said it sounded so professional. And I go, do you realize that's not really a comment on the content? That's the comment on the tech or whatever. Uh, that's kind of uh, a way to look at it. It's
1: more comfortable. I've got an Ohio story for you, Dave. Right. I had a, a guy on my street. I uh, met him just walking down the streets, running renting a place. He's a musician from... Around Dayton, Ohio, mm-hmm. big deal up in Dayton. He's come in. He's got guitars, and and I told him, "I said, dude, I, I wouldn't leave a guitar in the car." That's how I met him. So notice mm-hmm. this as I'm walking my dog. That's you can end up losing your guitar. Anyway, so it turns out he's a musician, and he comes down to Nashville, and he was the the big man in, in Dayton. He's selling out clubs. Easy to do. Easier to do than it is in Nashville. And he sure. came and he promptly got his ass kicked, <laughs> and he's back in Dayton now. Yeah. He wasn't ready to do what it took. And the reason he probably came here is because everybody told him. And, and all the feedback is saying he's great. He's selling at the clubs. Everybody told him he's great. You deserve to go to Nashville. And that's where the, the big boys play. But when he came here, he, he wasn't ready for that. And it's too bad because if he'd actually come here with an open mind, and I don't have the full story, maybe he did, but he could have changed some things up and a right. year later, he, he would have been fine. It's not the end of the world. I think it's just harsh when everybody around you is telling you one thing. And then you find out maybe, not that you've been lied to, but, you know, it's just a different belief system. You know, it's like a crisis of faith, if you will. It's like, whoa, it's, it's harsh. But then you come out on the other side of it, a divorce, whatever, and then you and you find out that you're better for it. The
0: the few times I've been in Nashville and I've gone into a, a club where there's live music, that's when I'm like, yeah, I thought it was okay on the guitar. Mm, mm, <laughs> no, no.
1: Yeah, well, you, you and I, last time... <clears throat> we went down to Broadway with Jen Briney from
0: Congressional
1: uh, Dish dish. and I I feel like it was like 3 p.m. You know, it was like really early in the day and they've got a ZZ Top looking band up there. That's the day shift, dude. Yeah, And that's just like a back room (laughs) of some place. Yeah. The competition is fierce. Yeah.
0: I can only imagine.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I, I think it can be inspiring or it's the kind of thing that can just be like, oh, I just give up. And that's the same way it is with with podcasts. If you stick at it and if you do little bitty things and get out of your comfort zone, just a little bit, not crazy, you will get where you need to go.
0: That's really it. It, And it depends on your mindset because I've seen some guitar players that I'm like, makes me want to go home and practice twice as much as I am. And I remember the first time I saw Ingve Malmsteen play live, I just went, yeah, okay, I'm never going to be that good. I'm just going to quit right now. It was like, well, you're it. just doing something different, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you're not playing a million notes a, a, an <laughs> no hour second. or a, a minute. It's it's just something different. I think that's the other thing that it gets to being seated in yourself. It's like we are not Casey Kasem on here. We are doing something completely different. The reason with my, well, this is the reason I'm using this mic. The reason I've got a different mic behind me. I, I, when I built my studio, I was used to using RE20s and, and radio. Mm. And I said, I'm going to embrace podcasting. You can see the red and the gray, the stuff before I put up these big gray sound panels, but the phone behind me. So I'm just going to make a cheap studio and I'm going to embrace the cheapness of podcasting and see what I can do and push the limits of cheap gear and a cheap room. And here we are. Still broadcasting from the closet, but <laughs> but you know, it, I I think that's cool. I think I think it's it, it's not radio, and we don't need to try to be radio. And we don't need to try to be somebody else. I, I certainly to take it back to John Lee Dumas. Let's run this thing full circle. <laughs> a lot of people. How many people called their podcast on fire and asked the same twelve?
0: Oh, questions? me and Steve Stewart used to have a spreadsheet. It was a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was like librarians yeah. on fire. You yeah. know, you're like,
1: wait, what? Like, yeah, yeah. this dude did it. So therefore, we're going to copy his thing. It's like, well, it works for his personality. It's not going to work for your personality. You've got to find your own thing. Because after three billion episodes or whatever, you're going to get burnt out. I would have been burnt out after 10, honestly.
0: The thing that was blew me away about the whole on fire thing was not only did they think if I just call it on fire, I'll get a, you know, a crumb from his table that will be this gigantic crumb. I had people that did his show. I remember one time this guy was like, so tell you, us you a little bit. You
1: either b-. went on the show or did the same 12 questions? Well,
0: they did, the, like, exactly. They stole his questions. They called yeah. it Small Business on Fire or whatever. Right. And, and I go on there, and they're like, so tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to get to know you. Uh, tell us a
1: success quote. Yeah.
0: And then the second, <laughs> and by the third question I said, because I knew the guy, and I go, you do know you're doing John's show, right? And he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of <laughs> are. I go first question, second. Way. I'm like, let me guess. The next one's gonna be what's my aha moment? And he's like, well, no. And I was like, oh, dude, you're you're doing like it's one thing to be inspired, but like you're doing his show. It's like holy cow. So yeah, don't do that. Be inspired and and do something a little different. Do the do the Hendrix thing. Grab a little uh, blues, a little country, a little gospel. Turn it backwards. Turn it backwards. Throw some feedback on it and make it really distorted, and and, and you get something new. So.
1: Well, you, yeah, you have to. It's 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 fun to experiment, and that's how you find what works and what doesn't work. And and you know, if you if you we've already got a John Lee Dumas, we don't need another we, we don't need another David Hooper, another Dave Jackson, but we do need you.
0: That's it. So, and it comes to you naturally when you when you are yourself. So, uh, Dave, thanks for coming on the show, everybody. It was fun, everybody. Go check out his book again. 100 podcast episode templates. You can find that at askthepodcastcoach.com slash hooper. And to join his mailing list and all the other goodies that he's got over there, go over to bigpodcast.com. Dave, what what goodies can they find at bigpodcast.com?
1: I've got some templates for your podcast. I've got some things that are just going to make you help organize your podcast episodes easier because that's what I want you to do. I want you to spend more time behind the mic. And doing that in service of growing your audience, spreading your message, it's really about spreading a message. And building an audience for what you've got because I'm going to help you do that.
0: There you go. And Kim says, I just bought it. And uh, Thank you, Kim. Then there uh, here we go. DR says, Love, love, love your one hundred and one templates book. So friggin' useful. That should be on the front of it. So friggin' useful. DR. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, uh, on the school of podcasting, I need to go into my Evernote and see what I'm talking about this week. Cause I don't remember. I think this is the week where I have it because of my podcast story. No, this week it is. It's Steve Stewart and Mark deal from, uh, podcast editors Academy. Cause yeah. I've, I've had a number of people, I think, unless that was last week's episode. I don't know what I'm doing. It's in my Evernote. But uh, yeah, it's
1: good. It's a good resource. The Facebook group is great, and I heard your pre-interview with them on the Profit from Your Podcast, so it's going to be good. I don't know if that's the same content or not, but it's gonna it be is good the stuff.
0: same exact content. Yeah, so it's it's like, hey, you're going to be on two shows at once. So that's right. It so was on that. Yeah, so. Uh, but thanks to the chat room, thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co, and to Dan at com, We are here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern, coach.com slash live, or join us at askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. We'll see you next Saturday. There we go. Finally. Jeez, it takes Boom a-
1: shakalaka. <laughs> I've not, sh- not listened to
0: I've not listened to his show in a while. I now have to go listen, but um
1: um what did I hear him? I heard him